Welcome, welcome, welcome to Call Room Banter. I'm your co-host, Ben Blankenship, Olympic finalist, three-time U.S. champion, and world record holder. I've been in call rooms with some of the best athletes in the world, and I'm here to give you my raw, unfiltered hot takes. Hi, everybody. I'm your co-host, Jesse Gabriel. I'm Ben's better half. I was a very mediocre D1 sprinter jumper and then an assistant coach at the University of Minnesota, but I've spent the last decade working in track and field marketing and communications. I've helped to put on Olympic trials and world championships, and basically I'm just here to keep this train on the rails. This is episode two of Call Room Banter. We wanted to do a quick check-in and review how our predictions for the USATF Outdoor Championships went, i.e., who won between Ben and I, because that is what hyper-competitive people do. You can't do predictions without following up on who was right and who is the loser. For context, we scored it two points for correct person in the correct placing and one point for picking the correct person. Without further ado, let's get into it and take a look at how some of these races panned out. We're going to start with the women's 800 meters. I picked Ajay for the win, Sage Herta-Klecker in second, and Raven Rogers in third. I got one point for my guesses. Ben guessed Ajay for the win. Also, Raven Rogers in second, and Sage in third. Because he got Raven right in the right place. He got two points. But in reality, this is how the race shook out. Uh, Nia Akins came in for the win. Pretty dominant performance, to be honest. Raven Rogers was second. And then Kayla Edwards was third. Our picks fared mm, fourth for Sage. Uh, close. And then Ajay was eighth. Pretty uncharacteristic performance for Ajay. Completely. I mean, coming off in New York, um, I thought she'd bounce back. But I think the big storyline is that Nia came through. She had an incredible season. She had been winning races. She had been performing to a standard that should should make the team. The, the problem is you have Titans in the 800. You have absolute Titans. You have a woman that is on the tower at Hayward. I don't know what's more intimidating than standing on a start line and seeing, you know, a, a superwoman on a tower. It's but incredible. But Akins wasn't intimidating. She wasn't. She, she came stormed through home. Every, every single round, she just bossed through. She looked super strong. She was, I think, just determined in executing a plan. That's what it looked like to me. In watching it, there was just a very calm confidence exactly and i and i do the credit i will give to raven is that as the season goes on she always builds momentum and she always kind of finds her way into a, a world final yeah and i think probably the person who was not on many people's form charts was kayla edwards who you know has has had a rough last i mean honestly year and a half two years suffering from Graves' disease, really struggling to get back into form. I had the the great fortune of being able to interview her earlier this season uh, at an indoor race up in Spokane. And she just had this sense of gratitude to be able to be back in this position, to be competing, to be healthy, to, to be shaking it up again with the best in the U.S. And she really took advantage of her opportunity. Yeah. Aji out the back door and Sage kind of struggled a little bit. I think, I think sometimes when you get to that stage, it, it's, it's a tough one. It's, 
it's harder than you think it's going to be to run too flat. And it shouldn't be that hard, but it turns out to be really hard. So in the end, Ben took the women's 800 meters. Of course. Two points. Was there any doubt? Two points to one, but both of us only picked one right Mm. person. Yeah, not so good. (laughs) All right. Men's 800 meters. So I This was a clash. (laughs) I picked Bryce for the win, Clayton in second, and Isaiah Jewett in third. Ben picked Clayton for the win, Bryce Hopple for second, and Isaiah Harris for third. (laughs) Uh, Ben got all three correct, but I had the winner right. right. So we we broke even, three points each here. The correct uh, order in placing was Bryce Hopple for the win, Isaiah Harris in second, and Clayton Murphy in third. My pick, Isaiah Jewett, was fourth. I just do want to say he was yeah. there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you had all the right people just in the wrong order. We came even because I had Bryce for the win. Yeah. I This was an awesome race. I, there was a lot of pushing and shoving, and I think that's God, that was one of the most exciting races. I think just because of the grittiness of it. I know I'm saying that. I being, know. Exciting it was, I thought races, it was huh? going to be Mr. really boring. Mr. But Mr. Men's 800 I, is a snooze fest. I, well, it was. It could have been. And then you, you, know, you put some pushing and shoving in there, and I get all excited. <laughs> I think that Bryce, again, he, he similarly to Nia, he came out and knew what he wanted to accomplish and just did it. Yeah. And I think that that's why you say it's boring, but it's not it just, it makes teams. It's what's wrong with making I, teams. And I think like, if and you, also, I don't know. Newsflash. He won. He did win. Yeah, he did win. It was still kind of boring. Um, I think you when you watch it, it was exciting. No, when you watch it, right, you see Clayton. He he's pushing and shoving for. There was a couple times he did it for kind of no reason, and I was like, I I like it, man. Just keep 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 those elbows coming. Um, and I'm glad they didn't DQ anybody. I, I think it was all fair play. It, it, that made it exciting. And I think you saw Clayton wanting to win. And I, I think that's what he came out to try to do. And he, he barely... It could have gone the other way. He ran a good last 100 meters to save his third spot to make the team, but it could have gone the other way. I, I think Isaiah Harris stepped up. If he didn't do it this year, he was never going to do it. Now he's tasted that sweet, sweet victory of making a world team, pulling on the kit, hopefully in a you know a couple weeks here, and representing his country. I, I couldn't will, be more excited for him. I know. I will say for those listeners. I'm a fanboy. At home. When Isaiah Harris was coming through, Ben was like, yes, yes. <laughs> I was the only one standing up. <laughs> you were standing up. You were excited. Um, okay. So here in this race, we were 3-3, even draw. I still would probably give the nod to you because you got all three on the team. And I, my fourth place pick, Isaiah Jewett. You went with the safe pick. Very safe pick. You think Isaiah Jewett was a safe pick? No, but Pri- uh, Bryce in first. That was safe. Okay, well, you know, I guess the victor and I was correct. So, <laughs> sucks to be you. Next up, women's 1500 meters. I thought this was going to be the race of the meet, and I was right. You were. I predicted Sinclair for the win, Corey McGee in second, and Nikki Hiltz in third. You predicted Sinclair for the win, Elise Cranny <laughs> in second, and Nikki Hiltz in third. I smashed you in this one. I had three points. You only had one point. In reality, Nikki Hiltz emerged as 
just the dominant force that we thought they could with that kick. I mean, that kick was extraordinary. And then a thing Mo, who I said was going to make the final, you were like, I don't know if that's going to happen. Who knows? It's a hard event, blah, blah. A thing came through for a second. And then Corey just showed her medal in leaning at that line and getting that third third place position. Sinclair ended up in fourth, though she is going to get to go because a thing will not be competing in the 1500 meters at Worlds. So I should really get an extra point for that. I mean, both of us had Sinclair on the team, but I, I think we just have to treat it like yeah. who finished one, yeah, two, of three, course. right? So I will say Elise Cranny did not start this she event. She did not. Just like I predicted. Thank you. I will bow. I, I'm taking my bow here. <laughs> in my defense, I think she could have... I think she could have made, made it. I think she would have been top three, even tripling. Okay, your hypothetical situation yeah. is not what we need to talk about right now. We need to talk about what actually happened. Yeah, okay. So we both had Sinclair for the win, and Sinclair was in fourth. So that was a misstep on our side. I mean, I I think that we should have trusted the strength and speed of a thing, Mo. She was savvy out there. She, and I think the biggest thing that helped her was that Lori Barton was a was a rabbit, and I and I applaud her for doing something. I I, th I think when you stand on the start line with these accomplishments of these women, y you got to shake something up and you got to do something unexpected. Otherwise, you're kind of lost in the mix, and then you're kicking for you know maybe a top, maybe four through seventh. Do you think that the people that were in this field were looking at a thing? responding to a thing or do you think that they discounted a thing because she was in the front for i mean in ostensibly the front which which i think helped her because it kept her out of traffic yeah it for kept, sure. she was able to take the most efficient line all, almost all the way up to 800 meters yeah. and at that point we were already losing a little bit of traffic so i think this race really set up for a thing uh, i mean it really set up for for nikki and they came through with it really well yeah, Nikki, that was a cool moment. It was a cool moment to see Nikki. And they've been executing that same plan all season long. Yeah, it, it, it was just, I think it was pretty special to see that race plan play out perfectly. And Nikki coming through, the, the speed that Nikki Hiltz has is World class is world class. And, and we saw that in the women's 1500 meter final. So overall, I crushed you in this one. And we should have paid a little bit more respect to a thing. Mo's name. Men's 1500 men's let's jump into it. Um, okay. We tied. tied. How's that Cooper looking? <laughs> Shush. I predicted Cole for the win. Nagus in second and Cooper in third a poor third place choice. <laughs> ben predicted Cole for the win. Also Hobbs in second. How was that pick? And I, awesome. Nagus and Nagus in third. I, yes. Well, okay. I want to say two caveats. One, I said on our first podcast, I'm going to figure out how to bring it back into this app, that something traumatic was going to happen in the men's 15 because it always does. And Cooper was the dramatic guy. Yeah. He, didn't qualify for the final. Yeah. And then what today in uh, Houston, he runs 333 or something. It's uh, he should have made the final. He just fucked it up. Yeah. I mean, in reality, Nagus won. 
you said you thought Nagus would be third because he wouldn't live up to the form that he's shown all season. And I think Nagus did live up to the form that he's yeah. shown all season. Completely. He, he, he attacked that race like a person who was confident that he would win. Yeah. I thought confident that he was going to make the team. I think there was a little coming around with 200 meters. Yeah. With I Joe. think there was a little bit of like, Oh, this is going to be a long run for him. Yeah. So it was Nagus one, Joe Wascom, the Washington um, guy in second, and then Cole coming through in third. Yeah. So both of us had two of the right people and none of them in the right placing. I just want to touch on one thing is that Joe Wascom made an incredible move going by Hobbs Kessler and pushing his way into second. Anytime that happens, all the air came out of Hobbs Kessler's sail. He was in great position. He ran a fantastic race. He closed really well. You couldn't ask him to do anything more, but that one tiny little mistake of letting Joe Wascom come in between him and Yard Nagus cost him his place on the team. Now, would he have traded places with Wascom's? I don't know. But I do know what it feels like to be pushed out of that place, and it's devastating. It is a tough place to be in to then be able to mentally refocus and recharge and figure out a place to go. I will say that I think Hobbs's sixth place is worth something. I, I think totally. that it did show a significant step up in his racing maturity. That was maybe the moment where it, it went awry yeah. is when he was passed. Um, I also think someone who had a little bit of a breakthrough was Sam Prakel in fourth. I, I know that it, it was obviously, I'm sure, a disappointment for yeah. Sam, but I do think that he trusted his final kick and it brought him pretty close. It did. Yeah. It brought him super close. And it's just that half step more yeah. and Sam Prankle's on that team. Totally. I just think Wascom showed... Like he ran because he deserved a spot. Yeah, He got up there charged and he deserved the spot. I will say that I think this is going to be a really cool team to watch at Worlds. The, these three, I think, are going to continue to put in the training over these next you know, four or five weeks or whatever. And get better. And get better. And I'm pretty excited about the potential of this team. Yeah. I think Joe... Joe's the only one that probably has a little bit of tired legs oh, yeah. and yard to some degree, but he's, he's older. We'll see about Cole. We'll see Coming about Cole. Through. He's, he's on the up. All right. Women's 5k. Jesse predicted Alicia Monson for the win. Josette Norris in second and Emily Infeld in third. I got one point. Hmm. <laughs> ben predicted Elise Craney for the win, Josette Norris in second, and Emily Infeld in third. You did not have Alicia. I did. You got two points. In reality, you. <laughs> in reality, Elise Craney took the victory. Alicia Monson was in second, and Natasha Rogers took third, and Josette was in fourth. Play by play. Play by play. I, I mean, you were right. You said it was going to be an Elise Craney show, and you were right. Yeah, it Monson went out there and ran some really strong laps. It, it, that was a hard team to make. And, and I think when you look back at the devastation, because there was a ton of talent in it, and it was so strung out so early, Monson was ripping off really good laps, and Elise was just sitting in the pocket. I, I, I think the person that ran the best is 
Natasha Rogers. Oh, for sure. I mean, Natasha just sort of, I mean, we haven't gotten to the women's 10K yet, no. but I think Natasha Rogers showed up, showed out. She must be a part of any conversation moving forward. I think that that's what Natasha Rogers proved at these U.S. champs. Yeah. And I think Gisette, I mean, Gisette was there, but then missed the move. A gap formed and she couldn't overcome the gap. Yeah. And Natasha refused to be dropped. Yeah. And I think that that, and that was the race. Yeah. For Josette, it's it's a really hard learning curve, right? You you miss a move and, and it's gone. And I think that that same move happens at a world championship level. It happens and they're not coming back. Well, here's the question, because I don't think we know yet, is does Alicia choose to only run the 10 and then Josette gets to go in the five? I doubt it. You think Alicia will do both? Yeah. I, I uh, Side note, we should have looked at the schedule a little bit, but... I can't imagine Alicia wants to give up the opportunity to go in both, get more experience. She's still young. She's still a young athlete. And I think to have both races on the calendar at world champs is an opportunity. You just don't know what's going to happen. I, I'm going to jump around really quick because I think it's, it's meaningful to have this conversation as on the men and women's side of athlete of the meet and I think Natasha Rogers is my athlete of the meet. I think there's a really good, strong running for a thing Mo from her performance. Really, it was her debut 1500 mile. And, and Kayla uh, coming back from her setbacks for two years and then showing up on a stacked field to finish third. That's huge. But not to be dropped. And to make two teams, I mean, we're going to get to the other person that I think is the athlete on the meet on the men's side, but Natasha Rogers showed up and she was gritty as fuck the whole time. And, and it's a world-class team to make. Yeah. I mean, I think this is a super strong team and they, they sort of pushed each other in this race, I think in a little bit of a different way than how the 10 K played out. I think this 5k was just strong woman kicking ass. Yeah. It was cool. It was Super cool to watch. Cool. Yeah. But should... Emily Infeld suffered through it. it, it I, I just think the, the class of that field was so deep that Natasha Roger, she's the athlete of the meet for me on the women's side. Yeah. Okay. We should talk about the men's 5K. Let's do it. Jesse picked Woody, Paul, and Abdi. So I didn't have Grant or Joe making the 5K. I got three points here. You, Ben, had Abdi winning. Little clap for Ben picking Abdi to win. Um, Woody in second and Paul in third. So we both picked Paul to make this team. So we both get a clap on the back. Um, we both had Woody, so we're both wrong. Um, we So we tied. We tied at three points each. In reality, Abdi won, uh, Paul Chalimo in second, and Sean McGordy. Yeah. Freaking Sean McGordy. Yeah. It's our first chance to talk about Sean. Yeah, but let's not skip around uh, Abdi Noor. I think his performance <laughs> was incredible. I mean, I think we had a good feeling about Abdi. I mean, I picked him to win. I know, but we were talking about him a while. Like, both of us felt confident that Abdi was making this team. Like, we, there was no doubt in both of our minds that Abdi was going to make it. And you picked him to win. That's a big deal. This is a big field to come up against and to win. But I think it all goes back to when he fell in that yeah. sound running race and he still came back and he won and he ran like 1305 or something. 1302, I think. But he was 
he was so collective. It, it was like he fell, he had the confidence to get up and be super patient and kind of work his way back into it. And I there think was no panic. There was no panic. And he yeah. was super collected. He he knew he needed to execute, got the world championship standard, and, and then moved on. I, I we're gonna go into the weeds for one second is I think a lot of great athletes set up their schedule and say, I'm gonna go to this meet, I'm gonna hit my standard, and then I'm gonna prepare for USA's. And and so often that's the case. Nobody would have said, oh, Abdi, you're going to fall. You're going to still get the world champ standard. And that's just the way it's going to go. I mean, you've got to be panicked in that moment, but he was super calm and collected. Yeah, he ran a really good race here. I mean, Joe Klecker was fourth, so that's still a pretty good showing for Joe. I mean, I'm sure he's disappointed um, to finish out of that those top three. But, I mean, Paul delivered yep. like we knew he would in the five. And I, I, I just feel like we have to sort of give props to Sean McGordy who came in. I don't think he raced all season, right? He didn't race indoors. He didn't race outdoors. I mean, I could be wrong, but my memory, if memory serves, he did not race one single time yeah. this entire season. And that shows a ton of fitness. I mean, I think it shows confidence to come in and not having really shown anything to then make this team and make it pretty emphatically uh, that's man it's watch huge. out for sean mcgordy i mean and then he went off today and ran the standard so it's set yeah you know it's good yeah i'm excited to see it yeah right the question for me is because grant didn't start is that because there's something going on an underlying issue that we're not aware of or was his legs just shot and he didn't want to get his ass kicked in the 5k I mean, we should, okay, let's talk, let's go to the women's 10 first. Yep. Okay. Women's 10 K. I had Alicia winning. I was very confident in that win. Uh, Elise in second and Carissa in third. You had Carissa winning oh. wrong Alicia in second and Elise in third. You, it was weird that you went with Elise in third because you were on the Elise Craney train. I, I drank the Kool-Aid long ago. I know. So I don't know why you didn't pick her for the win. And then in reality, Elise did win. Alicia was second. And like we said, Natasha came through. Ben, ben Blankenship's athlete of the meet came through. And this was a really wild race. It was cool. Like th this was the first night and Elise just stalked Alicia. It, every single shift in Alicia's body, Elise just mimicked. mimicked, followed it. She was like hunting Alicia down and then she just burst forward and exhibited this incredible speed and just took the win. And and honestly, it was, it was pretty dominating. For me, seeing Monson come out and do something different, I spoke about that on our first podcast, that Monson had to go out and do something different. The same story doesn't always work. People catch up, they learn, they figure it out. So to see Monson sit in the back a little bit and kind of let the rest of the field do whatever they're going to do and be relaxed, I, I, I thought showed a ton of courage and, and uh, a, a new level of racing. Mm -hmm. It didn't pay off, at least still still ran away with the win, but it showed another depth and another side that Monson has maybe a couple new tricks up her sleeve. Yeah, I think it, it will be really telling how these three place at the world champs in this in this race because 
how many times is Alicia going to let Elise shadow her? And once they get to the world stage, is that even a, is that a strategy even at yeah. all? No, right? So the tactics are going to come into play and it's going to look a little bit different. There is also the question mark of does Elise run both the 10 and the five? I think that she... I think she said in an interview she was contemplating what she was going to do. So I think it is up for debate that yeah. she might run both. She might run one. I think if we look at the world level, I think they're all three going to run very different races. I think Monson's going to run with courage and go with it for as long as she can. And I, and I think Elise will probably do the same, but she might be a little bit more patient. I, I think it really... We're not going to go down that road as this is only the U.S. champs. Um, but I, I'm stay still... Stay tuned for stay episode tuned. three. I, I think Natasha Rogers ran a hell of a race. I, yeah. Natasha fought for it and showed class. It was... Yeah. That was a good race. Super good. Men's 10K? Let's do it. Oh, by the way, you beat me by one point in that race. Yeah. Womp, womp. Um, okay. Even, and I even picked Chris a twin. Yeah, well, our order, it doesn't matter. Men's 10K. I had Joe winning, Grant in second, and Woody in third. Ben had Paul winning, Woody in second, and Joe Klecker in third. Okay, one thing that I would just like to say, because it did make me think that you actually might have very good thoughts in that brain of yours, is- Not very many. You did predict that Grant would not make a team. Yep. You predicted he wouldn't make the five and he wouldn't make the 10. And I thought that you were very foolish and that Grant would make this team, the 10K team, and he would say boo to you then. Yeah, because he's, he's tuning in. <laughs> Can't wait. But yeah, you, you predicted no Grant on the team and you were right. Woody won this race. Uh, in what is signature Woody fashion, Joe Klecker was second. And then again, Sean McGordy was Stepped third. Up. So Grant was fourth. And then in fifth was Paul Chalimo, who you had predicted to win. Yeah. So I think the distance is just too much for Paul. I That's what I said. You were right. You were mm. totally right. Thank I just you. like keep thinking it'll click, like something will change and he'll be able to take that same ability he has over 5k and install it in the 10k but it doesn't work that way i i it just doesn't sometimes it does sometimes it doesn't and for paul it just doesn't or it hasn't and i don't think he'll i don't think he'll see it through long enough to be like i really want to master the 10k yeah we'll see woody woody looked good looks super good Woody's such an interesting character. He he has that kind of shuffle. It's efficient though. It, I mean, and that's what's so crazy. He just he's doing this shuffly thing, and you start to wonder: Does Woody look good, or does Woody not look good? And you kind of question yourself as you're watching it, even though he looks like he is exerting zero yeah. effort. He looks like he is not even trying. Which but, but serves I think that, him. And I think that argument is why Paul isn't very good at it. He's 
too efficient where he runs with that kind of 5K stride and it doesn't change at all. Mm. He's exhausted by the time he gets into the later later Ks of the 10K. But Woody has that dynamic ability to go from kind of a shuffle, like you say. That's Jay <laughs> Gabe's uh, quote. That's what to it looks like. a sprinter. He looks like a sprinter. Yeah. And he's able to change his His form. mechanics change. A- and not very many athletes do. They 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 just don't have that ability. Of course they sprint fast, but they don't change their fundamental stride. Yeah. Joe was second. I had Joe for the win. I think he looked good. I think he looked strong. I think he looked confident. But it was, I think perhaps a bit of a disappointment for the OAC that these very strong runners who could definitely be pegged as favorites um, in Alicia and Joe came through, came through in second. It's just Mike Smith's world and we're just living in it. (sighs) Mike Smith is a very good coach. He's got three national champions. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of national champions. And that squad isn't very big. So not very, not very the ratio is high. The ratio is high. Call out to Sean. Yeah, again. it's huge. He's my athlete of the of the meet on the men's on the side. men's side. Yeah, over Abdi. My vote is for Abdi just because it was so cool. It was cool, and he like the last few laps. It was all him. He knew what he wanted to do. He executed, and he ran away with it. But for a guy who hasn't raced all season to step up against. Woody Kincaid's yeah. against Paul Chalimos, against Joe Kleckers, against the American record holder, Grant. He he comes in third in two events. Yeah, I think it's so impressive that he did it in both because if he only neither, did it one, it yeah, wouldn't be a conversation. But neither Woody or Joe were able to make both either. No. And so Sean is the only double team maker. Yeah. Which is huge. Which is huge. And he comes in and I think he he is the Ian Dobson 2.0. I said that when we walked in the stadium with Ian, and I said, Sean is a bit like you. He he takes advantage of this opportunity that he sees right in front of him. He seems pretty tactically sound. I feel like he looks around himself in the race, and he finds a way to not waste energy. Exactly. Yeah, and which then, is a lot like Ian, too. And, he, and then suddenly you're watching it, and you're like, holy hell, there's Sean again. Again, where are you coming from? He takes the rainbow road and 100 meters in or 100 meters left, he's in third. Okay, I'm going to say before we move on to the next event that Grant was in fourth. Sean just got the standard in the 5K. So I do think that question does come up because we don't know if Sean will be able to get the time. It's obviously pretty hard to run a good 10k after this 10k performance and then run another 10k after he just ran multiple 5k's so and and it it's tight maybe maybe not that he could get the world rankings points so it's possible that grant goes yeah um but but it would be because of points yeah basically okay who is yeah paul might end up i i might he paul might end up if grant is hurt it is her. Does Paul go? Okay, we're moving right. on to the women's steeple where I had Emma Coburn winning, Chrissy Gear in second. I had Colleen Quigley in third. Went with the heart pick. I got two points in that one. Here. You went with Emma Coburn winning. You had Courtney Waymont in second and Chrissy Gear in third. 
both of us predicted that Courtney Freericks would not make the team. Yeah. Um, and, and she, you know, was unable to make it, it to that. Fi- she qualified, but did not run yep. um, in the final. Colleen did not make it to the track, yeah. but in reality, Chrissy gear came through a new champion. Emma Coburn was second and Courtney Waymont was third. Do you want to read out those points really quick? You had three points. And what about you? I had two points. Okay, just curious. Just curious. Okay, but I had Chrissy placing higher than you. You did. I did. I'll give that to you. Chrissy looked really good. And I imagine that her coach was having a meltdown for like 200 meters. <laughs> what do you mean? Because there was a point in which she kind of, she let people go. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, this is it. Like, I'd love to see Chrissy storm home and, and, and make this team. And then it was like one or two barriers that she just, she looked tired and it was like, Oh no, this is it. Like she might make the team. Maybe she won't. And then somehow she summoned it and had a hell of a last lap. She looked, I thought she looked really good. It's easy now to look back. Yeah. Right. But we're going to do our predictions after the meet. Yeah. I think Emma, was really strong after, you know, some maybe hits and misses throughout the season. Emma showed class and strength and will continue to just improve on the road to Budapest. And Courtney Waymont cemented her status as someone who makes teams. Yeah. For Courtney, I think it's a little bit of a relief to make the team because if she didn't, it would be like, ooh, that was a tough one. Without Colleen and without... Courtney Freericks. Courtney Freericks. It it was her team to make. Mm -hmm. And she made it. She made it. She made it, yeah. And fourth was Olivia Markazic um, of Notre Dame, the NCAA champion, which that's a good, solid result for her. Yeah, huge. But She looks like Chrissy. When she ran nationals, she looked a bit like Chrissy. She sat back a little bit and kicked for home. I think that final going over the water barrier and storming home for Chrissy was so strong that if she can, if she can figure out tactically where to position herself at a global level in a global meet, because I don't think that she's competed at a diamond league steeplechase yet. I don't think so. I don't think so either. But I think that it's a pretty powerful move that she has to be able to kind of knock people down over that last 150 she can take a lot of names down. I am going to say that I think that Chrissy here could be a podium threat at, uh, in Budapest. We'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. But I do. I, it was just so impressive to me how she did that. I think she still has a lot of growing to do in the event. But if she stays with it, if she stay, I mean, she could go to the 15. She could. With speed like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Men's steeple. Men's steeple. Last one. Where do we start? Well, I had Bernard Keeter winning, Isaac Updike in second, and Anthony Rotich in third. You had Isaac winning, Duncan Hamilton I picked the wrong in guy. second, the wrong collegian, uh, and Bernard in third. In reality, this was a crazy race. Kenneth Rooks fell in the race, came back to win, and then Bernard Keeter was second, and Isaac Updike made the team 
In fourth was Mason Furlick. In fifth was Rotich. Your boy, Duncan Hamilton, was eighth. Eight. I'm going to shout out Andy Bear yeah, still. I, shout, I shouted him out in episode one. I'm shouting him out here too. He was ninth, which is pretty big to come back from being retired yeah. and then coming back and pretty easily making the final and then finishing ninth. That was solid. Yeah. But Kenneth Rooks, that was a pretty impressive. I mean, you talk about being collected when you're talking about that race that um, Abdi Noor mm-hmm. had earlier in the season. To be able to fall, pretty hard fall, in the steeplechase, and then come back. The, the gap was big. Gap was it big. was not a, like he got up right away and he was still in the thick of it. Yeah. It was a big gap. Yeah. And he very calmly and coolly, slowly worked his way back up to the pack to the point that when he was there, you were like, what? What yeah. did this guy? What? Didn't, didn't he just fall? Yeah. But how is he? And then he won. Then he won. Pretty yeah. good to win NCAAs. And then win the U.S. championships. Huge. We were thinking that those collegians would be a little bit tired. They did not seem tired. Kenneth didn't seem tired. Yeah, it was an awesome race. I, I think tactically, Isaac played it perfectly. There was a bunch of guys in that race that were just looking to make the team. That's mm-hmm. that's what I think it came down to in that men's steeple where they were looking to make the team. And I think that played a huge factor in why Rooks won. Like uh, everyone was looking at each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, I, and I think a lot of people just kind of waited. They Nobody made any big moves. And it was just like, okay, we got to get we got to get a couple more laps in. And I, I think Isaac had a couple opportunities to kind of maybe go for it. I think Mason Furlick had a couple opportunities to go for it. He's probably the one that looks at it and goes, why didn't I? Why didn't I take over and, and not give give up the lead? Why didn't I just storm home with 1,200? Yeah. I, I, I think there's a lot of little factors that play into it. But I think when you had four guys coming around with 200 to go, it was Who's the better steepler? Who's the better hurdler? Who's going to get to the ground first? And who's going to run the best last 100 meters? And and it was Isaac. Yeah. That that was cool to see Isaac yeah. make that team. And, and I think that you're right. I think it was probably coming off that water barrier yeah. that he knew. Made, that Even though they were so close still, it seemed like he knew yeah. that he had it in hand. I will say Bernard Keter looked pretty good. I did. I did call him for the win. You did. He ran confidently. He ran smart. He looked good. I don't think that any of these three have the standard, though. I think it's their so rankings. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. It's rankings. It's yeah. all rankings. And, and I think, are they all in the rankings? I, I don't I, know. I think Kenneth Rooks is probably the only one that doesn't fall into the rankings because I... I in my pea-sized brain, I don't think NCA meets are worth anything. Yeah, I think that you're right, but it will be it will be interesting to see if that all shakes out and they all do get on. I think that they will, but I mean, you go from winning a U.S. championship, you're going to be able to go get into some good races, and the steeple yeah. doesn't take it out of you in the same way that a 10k, for example, would. So there are opportunities to race yeah. and chase before before yeah. worlds. I- I think everything's cemented. Okay. Overall scores, Benjamin Blankenship. Tradition. <laughs> Tradition. I had 21 points overall. You had 23. You beat me. 
Boo. I even made some terrible decisions. I mean, I think that it's easy to say now that we made terrible decisions. But overall, I feel pretty good about that. I think all of the people that we picked were somewhat players, except we each had one. Like you had Elise winning the 15 and she didn't even compete it. And I had Colleen making the team and she didn't compete. Like those were probably our two biggest misses. And and going with some of the favorites that are hard not to, uh, Aji, for example, it's hard not to say that like, she's a gamer. She's not, she's not come through. Yeah. I mean, she's done it every other time. She has. So, well, this was fun. Yeah. I think this was one of the best. I mean, for one of my first times sitting in the meet to watch was one of my, it was a blast. Yeah. It's a fun meet to watch. I think there's a lot on the line. People get excited about making teams. Energy in the crowd was good. It was fun. Yeah. We had a blast. blast. Hmm. All right. We're going to come to you with episode three sometime in the near future. Keep your eyes on wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks, guys.